The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello, and thanks for joining me for the show today. I'm Diane Ray, and I'm glad you could check in here on my little piece of the internet as we start to wind down the year. I mean, it's been crazy, right? Just a crazy year. And I've been kind of uh, reflecting and thinking about you know, the past year, what I'm grateful for. And there's really been a lot of things to be grateful for, even in the midst of all of this turmoil. You know, I'm really grateful to be able to work from home and to try to move things forward with Unity Online Radio. And I want to thank everybody I'm working with, Jeff and Lewis and all the team in Kansas City. We've been cranking all year and expanding our programs and our outreach. And we actually hit a milestone this year with over 1300000 52,000 downloads of all of our shows from Unity Online Radio uh, accessed from the site, which is a big deal for us. I mean, you have to remember Unity is not a huge, you know, mega uh, big organization, you know, not like an NPR or anything like that. So for us to have that many shows accessed from the network just really makes me feel good. So we're growing and it's all due to you, the listeners If you're checking me out live here on the show, or maybe you're catching the podcast later. So I really appreciate you tuning in and helping to spread the word and sharing my interest in all kinds of things, spiritual and otherwise. So I have to thank our host and contributors. And before the year's wrapped up, I wanted to squeeze on one new show and bring on some new hosts. I don't even know if people are aware of the listeners, because I know I don't really talk about it, but in addition to just hosting my show, that I do here every Wednesday. I also work with the whole network, bringing on new programming, bringing on new shows and all of that. So there was a new show that I did want to launch before the end of the year called One Soul Radio. And we did launch this right before Thanksgiving. So you have to check this new show out. It's every Thursday at four central, five Eastern and two Pacific. And I'm bringing on the host today, to introduce you to really have a conversation with them. And I've never, I've never done this before, at least not this past year, you know, bringing on some new other hosts from unity online radio to come on my show. So I think this is going to be really fun. So I'm bringing on the host of one soul radio, just to get into a deeper conversation and introduce you, the listener to them and really get a chance to know what they're all about. So the hosts are Steve Hassenberg and Callie Alpert. And Steve Hassenberg is a spiritual psychotherapist, an artist, a writer, and a lifelong meditator. And he has an active practice in Santa Monica, California, where he counsels people as well as seeing people online. And he also offers online workshops, spiritual retreats, and mentoring. And his co-host in this, his partner in crime, is Callie Alpert. And Callie and I have a lot of a lot in common. <laughs> I say his partner in crime. Callie comes from a broadcasting and production background like I do. 
So we have a lot in common on that level. And we first crossed paths uh, back a, a few years ago during my Hey House radio days, and we worked on some different projects there. And Callie is an Emmy award-winning TV producer, formerly of the Dr. Oz show, three Emmys. And I didn't know this, Callie, until I went to your site. So <laughs> congratulations on your Emmys. That's really oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Where do you keep them? I'm just curious. Everybody has <laughs> You know, first of all, thank you for all the warm work for both of us. That's number one. And it's such a pleasure to be here with you because um, I think this is our 10th anniversary of meeting, even though we haven't known each other for large gaps of time in between. I think our first foray uh, with Hay House was 10 years ago. Isn't Just, that, you know, right. oh, I know. Isn't yeah. that funny? Like it, go, it goes by so fast and it's so cool that we can work together on this project and you can bring the show to unity. And I also want to tell people that, you know, you're in addition to what you're doing, helping us with the show, you're also working with Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, as their director of digital media. So you're busy. I mean, you've got stuff going on. <laughs> you've got a lot going on. Yeah, we, we all do. You know, yes. I don't know that I stand alone uh, on that level. To answer your question, my Emmys are now in storage in a little storage space in Saugerties, New York, probably collecting dust. But I will see them again one day soon they'll they'll show yeah. their beautiful golden faces they will. i think that's so cool i know i you know i totally relate to a lot of your journey i mean cuz i've seen some of your your transitions and passages on facebook and social media and you've had some moves and stuff like that and i know what that's like you know having to uproot yourself and move for a job and things like that and you've been you've been really fearless in Aww. doing that bless you for that thank sharing, you there sharing your story yeah. Thank you. There are days when I feel anything but fearless, um, right? which <laughs> my friends <laughs> and my dear friend Steve can attest to and family, um, because, yeah, there's been a lot of transition in, in a short period of time. So thank you for recognizing that. It's transition is easier to look at in the rearview mirror than when you're going through it, I think, until you start developing the tools and then you realize when you're in it that it's really valuable. But it takes, I, I think, uh, some time to get to that place, you know. It does. I, I think that's a good perspective too, because you don't realize it when you're in it, right? Mm -hmm. When you're doing something and then you look back and you get, you get a little more perspective, but you know, part of the reason that I wanted to have both of you guys on, I thought it would be, would be really cool to let the unity listeners and the, the podcasters and everybody really, you know, get to know you a little bit more and maybe know some of your backstory and, and your journey. And I love hearing people's stories. I love stories and you do too, because you're a storyteller as well. And so Steve, I wanted to start with you and find out a little bit about your backstory and you call yourself, you're a spiritual psychotherapist. And I just wanted to see what is your definition of that? Like what makes that a little bit different than just your regular, your regular therapist? If well, there is a difference. If I go back into ancient <laughs> history, um, I started after I finished college. I became a transcendental meditation teacher. And I taught meditation for about five or six years. I actually still do it. And um, I got very, very interested in ancient traditions and ancient wisdom. And I was working um, with somebody from Princeton University. I had a mentor whose name was Harmon Efron, and I taught him TM. He was 83 years old and I was 23 and we became really good buddies. And after a year or two, uh, having visited him, he said, I think you need to make some money 
<laughs> why don't you go into psychology? I, he said, I think you'd be a wonderful psychologist. And so it was with his prompting that I went into doing psychotherapy. And in my psychotherapy, I combined all these ancient teachings, ancient wisdom, Buddhism, Vedanta from, from the Vedas. And so I have a kind of a niche practice. And people come to see me if they flunked out of regular therapy. <laughs> and there's a few of those people, that's right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the, the background that you're sharing. It, it's so, and it's so cool that you landed with us here at Unity. Um, Cause that's one of the things I love about the unity message is being able to, you know, draw from different wisdom traditions and really seeing the beauty and the benefit and all of them. And it seems like you explored that as well, you know, in your own kind of coming up and deciding what you wanted to do with your life. Like, were, were you always interested in those kind of things? Well, you know, I had these, ex these experiences when I was younger um, the first experience I ever had was on the baseball field at a YMCA camp when I was 12 years old. And I was waiting to get up at bat. And all of a sudden, I found myself spiritually, in terms of my awareness, in a tree in the, in the left field watching the baseball game. And I thought, what the? freak is going on with me. And then I sailed back into my body. I still wasn't up at bat. And then I sailed into the right field and I sat in another tree and I felt incredibly peaceful. I, I was in a state of serenity, even though I always got nervous being up at bat. And then I shot back into my body and I thought, wow, maybe I'm going crazy. Or maybe there's something else about life that I don't understand. And then I tuck that away because boys don't want to think that they're going mad. Right, right. And how old were you at that time? I was 12. So you had this peak experience, what we would call a peak experience now, at that early age. Just I did. kind of unprompted. Yeah, I did. And then after I started meditating... Uh, we were in Mallorca, Spain with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. People know who that is from the Beatles. And he was the founder of Transcendental Meditation. I was sitting in my room in Mallorca, just started to meditate, and I felt this very strong vibration, this buzz in my body. And my spirit lifted up from my body, and I was on the ceiling looking at myself meditating, and then I shot out of the room, out of the hotel, and I was in the cosmos. And I was going through all of the star systems at a tremendous rate of speed. And I had a, a very fleeting thought that if I thought about this for one second, I would just be absolutely terrified. And I got to this barrier that was the, and I knew what it was, was the barrier between life and death. And I knew I couldn't pass through it. And I turned around and I headed home. But on the way home, I saw the Earth like they do now from the space uh, shuttles. And I, I was so overtaken with the precious beauty of it that I just wanted to start crying, 
but I didn't have eyes, nor did I have a body. So I didn't have tears. <laughs> and I, I, I saw the Spain come up on the map of the globe. And then I shot in through the top of the hotel into my body, opened my eyes. And I had never felt that uh, alive and refreshed and aware in my life. And so that was the second big spiritual experience. Wow. That, I mean, that's incredible. And I'm, <laughs> and thank you for sharing that experience because I had not a, I wish I've had that experience. I'm looking for that experience, but I had a meditation, uh, something like that similar happened. I, I think I was only maybe eight, 18 or 19, but I was interested in yoga and meditation and starting to read a little bit about it. And I started and I was meditating and I, I swear I had an out-of-body experience like you're describing where I kind of felt myself come out of my body and I looked around, but rather than like zip into the cosmos, which I wish I would have done, I got scared <laughs> and I like snapped back into my body and I thought, what was that? You know, but I didn't, I didn't know what it was because I I'd hadn't studied anything or I was just kind of playing around. Because I was always that weird kid that was interested in things like that, like tarot cards and, you know, right. ghosts, life after death and stuff like that. So that that's amazing that you had just such an incredible experience. And have you had an, a, any similar peak experience like that, Callie? <laughs> oh, I wish. I know, right? <laughs> I wish. That is not, you know, that's, that's a normal day for Steve. And that's, that's a, that's a normal aspiration for me. Um, I did, you know, just listening to you talk, Diane, I'm reminded of, uh, I did grow up in a family where my mother, um, who is psychic, um, also was very into chase, like looking for UFOs in the sky, taking us for drives and, you know, at some weird hour, like enlisting my dad to take us out and just driving around in Jersey, looking for strange, unidentifiable objects or, there were definitely memories I have in my family of hearing um, voices coming from a distance where my mom and I actually shared the experience. Um, and she was also somebody in the 1970s who was going to, you know, TM classes and spoon bending this and, you know, meditation that. And so I was sort of raised um, very curious about that and playing with my Ouija boards and wondering and curious. I, I had probably more out of body experiences and I still do, um, when I'm sleeping, that's probably the closest I've gotten to leaving my body where I can feel just getting to that place. But then I, I come back. I don't think I've ever really let go from with fearlessness and let myself completely, you know, go flying around in the cosmos. But I find those stories enviable and I'm constantly <laughs> looking for that experience. Yeah. I'm frankly kind of obsessed with it. <laughs> me too. Me too. And I think it's, I love hearing that from other people that are interested in this world of, you know, spirituality and, and metaphysics and, you know, what, what your backgrounds were. But I, I love that there's kind of that little, that little kernel or, or nugget of, of something that, that sparked your interest. And yeah, I would, I would give anything for that kind, that similar kind of spiritual experience. I want to zip through the cosmos. I want to see an angel, you know, I'd love to see a real ghost, and so, yeah, I'm still, I'm still looking. And so that's <laughs> one of the things that I like with this show is, you know, talk to people that are in those worlds and, and in that realm, because I think it, it all started also even going back when I was younger and I, I was brought up Catholic and we went to CCD and I'm, I'm happy to say I never had horrible experiences with nuns or anything like that, that I always thought they were wonderful and magical. And so I had a, 
a healthy respect for that. And I love the ritual and all that. But there was this one prayer where it always says, you know, we believe in in one God, the creator of, he- creator of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. And I always wondered about the unseen. Mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still wondering about the unseen. Yeah. But yeah. I wanted to find out too, like we all have this this similar interest. And so how did the two of you get together and then create One Soul Radio? Let's hear the origin story. Origin stories. Callie, do you want to start? Sure, I'll start. So, uh, and I was actually just thinking about this um, last night in anticipation of the show, that about, uh, well, Steve and I were introduced by a mutual, dear, very dear mutual friend of ours. But before that happened, um, I was remembering that I would say at least a year or two before we were introduced, I had asked the heavens, looked up to the stars and said, I really would like a teacher like a really well-suited spiritual teacher. And then I also knew enough to know that old kind of adage that when the student is ready, the teacher appears, but you can't really look for it. Similarly, Diane, to what you've just said about how you want to see this and you want to have that experience, which I so relate to because I'm so hungry for it. But I also know the more you attach to the desire for it, the less apt it is to happen, which is a real pain in the tush. Like it seems very <laughs> counterintuitive to have to sort of balance your, you know, your desire with the letting, you know, the letting go of waiting for it to happen. But that's sort of um, how, uh, how I kind of put it out into the cosmos that I wanted somebody like um, Steve in my world. And then we were introduced by our, our mutual friend. And it was as simple as um, our friend Greg telling me that he has a dear friend who speaks my same language and we're meant to know each other. And that was really it. And then we got introduced. And then the rest is, is history. And how long have you been working together on various things and projects? Well, I also wanted to add that we had an immediate resonance. We did. And so there's this chemistry. I always say chemistry is memory. And it's memory of former lifetimes. And we knew each other so deeply. We we would we would do teaching and then we would just start chatting. <laughs> and then we'd we go off and chat and then we would call each other and chat some more. And this resonance grew and grew. Quickly, yeah. Right? And I think was we, I don't know if we started to talk about doing something together, uh, together, but Callie one day, I I think, and you'll have to chime in here. Yeah. I don't know if you had a dream or you just had a, a, a great idea. She said, we need to do a radio show together. Well, actually, you know How did that go? Well, you know what, just before that happened, uh, about, it was probably a year before that came up where I was talking to a very close friend of mine, another witchy friend of mine. And she said to me randomly, I was actually in the hospital. My dad was having a a small procedure and I was there and, you know, I wasn't having the greatest day. And I called her just to, as a distraction and some, for some support And she said, I I have this random feeling that you're supposed to be doing something creative or doing some spiritual project with Steve. And when I told you that the next day, Steve, you said, well, that explains why at 3 a.m. in the morning, I woke up knowing that you and I are supposed to be doing something together. Okay. Universe works in weird ways. That was like your exactly what you said. Right. And then after that. Right. And then then it happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What we did, we started with the podcast and uh, we did. Well, actually, the story's even more interesting. <laughs> Be- because Let's hear it. 
I, I started thinking about who I knew in the radio business. And I remembered I had a client I worked with about 10 years ago who lives in uh, L.A. And I called him up and we had a not, we always got along really well. And I said, can we have lunch? I've got a great idea. And we had lunch together in Malibu. And um, I said, well, I told him the idea about the podcast and doing a radio show on spirituality and psychology. He liked it a lot. And I said, by the way, Randy, what do you do? He said, I create radio personalities. I said, you do? He said, I said, like who? Well, people like Ryan Seacrest and uh, Carson Daly. And I said, I guess you're the right guy to work with. Good timing. And so he actually mentored us and couldn't really, the depth of his knowledge couldn't have been better in terms of educating Callie and I about what it takes to really create a radio show. So he's he's been instrumental. Right. Because we're by nature, even though we both have, you know, a good amount of business acumen and can stay in, you know, color inside the lines when need be, I would say by nature we're both improvisational artists slash jazz scat performers. <laughs> and so we were, uh, we knew that we had, you know, a flow and so, and a niche that we hadn't, we, we didn't see existent out there in terms of the combination of spirituality and psychology. In fact, the tagline for our show is grounded in psychology inspired by spirit. So, um, in our research, we really hadn't found anything that existed that way. Um, and yet, yeah, it was just uh, it. Um, we knew we had the the material, but Randy was really helpful in helping us rein in and become a little bit more um, formatted or reined in, or I don't know what the word mechanical right. in in a good yeah, way. Yeah, kind of gave you the um, just you know some guidelines and parameters and and that kind of thing. And when you told me who he was, I'm like, oh well, I've heard that guy's name before. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, right. I, yeah. I, I when you said Randy Lane, his name's Randy Lane, and my background in radio, I've seen that I've seen his name around, you know, forever. So I knew, oh, you guys are in good hands then. You yeah, know, it's helping you yeah. out. And and it's interesting to put together uh, spirituality and, and psychology because they're they're very similar but very different as well, right? And and you would think sometimes, well, those things can't coexist, but but they can. And you're going to you know demonstrate that on the show and kind of explore those ideas. But don't you think that they kind of go hand in hand, Steve? I mean, what do you think about? Well, spirituality I, and psychology I've together. I've actually earned a living based on that idea. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going well for you? It is. Yeah. It, it, okay. it goes well for I'm me. so glad. I actually think the essence of psychology is spiritual. And I think where psychology fails sometimes is it doesn't give people enough understanding of their true self. And not only an understanding uh, from a philosophical position, but a direct contact position. And so in my practice, everybody, everybody, maybe an accountant or two hasn't done it, but almost everybody learns to meditate. And we do guided visualizations. Um, we meditate together. Um, and so what I've done over the years is really wedded these two disciplines in a way that I think is very lively. You could ask Callie about that. 
in terms of my spiritual work with her, but it weds them in a way that's very lively and understandable. And it gives a foundation for what psychology really is. So that's one way of thinking about it. Yeah, I would say that uh, Steve is very masterful at many things, but one of the standouts for me from the get-go was his ability to articulate these really large concepts and often amorphous concepts in a really grounded and palatable way um, for people to understand and to really pull in and make applicable, you know? So to me, that's one of, one of his pieces of magic. Well, forward to hearing what you guys explore on the air and, you know, and working with people and you get to do it live, which I've been kind of fighting this fight in radio of, you know, should live radio exist and do people care and do they want mm. to engage? And oh, I, see. I, I think people do, you know, if you in, invite them in and, and let them know what's going on, I think people like to be heard and, and be recognized. So people will be able to call and interact with you on the show if, if they desire. Absolutely. And, uh, it's going to be a very educational experience, but also mind expanding because the, when we take a topic, let's say a topic like that's coming up, the truth about karma, um, what we do is we turn it on its head. We don't look at karma anymore as a punishment, as what you sow, so shall you weep. We look at it as an opportunity. We look at it as a challenge and we look at it as a soul challenge, something that's brought to you by the soul in order to expand you and grow you. And so we're going to look at it that way. And I think we bring a very fresh kind of perspective to all of the topics that we are, are going to talk about and that we have talked about. Yeah. And in some ways, it's also a, um, you know, it's a meta version of our relationship as teacher and student, because I am the one that's often kicking and screaming because I want to get to a higher place and I want to know God and I want to have equanimity and I don't want to be bogged down by the daily stuff that makes me feel like my freedom's being, you know, um, precluded from happening. And, uh, you know, Steve in his inimitable I call him sensei. Um, well, it's such a good perspective. You know, you're you're bringing in that that student perspective, and and I love that because I I still I feel the same way. I'm I'm a, a student as well. I'm still looking and making mistakes and and all of those things. So we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back in just a few minutes and delve into some more with Steve Hassenberg and Callie Halpert, our new host here on Unity Online Radio of One Soul Radio on Thursdays. So I hope you guys check them out. I'll be right back in just a few. Thanks for listening. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. Thanks for joining me after the break. I'm Diane Ray, just chatting here with my guest today, Steve Hassenberg and Callie Alpert, and they're the new hosts of our brand new show here on unityonlineradio.org, 
One Soul Radio, and you'll be able to check it out for yourself Thursdays at 4 Central, 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific. You can call in if you wish. You can get the show later as a podcast. Check it out live. Check it out later. But I do hope that you listen because they're bringing a lot to the table. And, you know, we're talking a little bit about kind of our our spiritual origin journeys and, you know, what, what brings us to studying this kind of stuff and, you know, why we're interested in people and, and what they do. I mean, what would you say is a goal for the show for One Soul Radio? I mean, do you really want to help people to, you know, o- open up to their spiritual selves that there is something else out there? Hmm. What would you say, Steve, you want to go first or Callie? Go ahead, Callie. Uh, I think that, um, I mean, there's a few intentions that we have. I know we both care immensely about being of service and using our life experiences and all the challenges and lessons and tribulations and joys um, for the greater good. Like that's a really genuine desire for both of us in terms of what we hope people get from the show. I think what we're really trying to do is create a sense of like a conscious community and the call-in piece and the interactivity piece is a really big part of it um, because there's not a lot of, uh, especially now, but I think always, like what you said earlier, people want to be heard. And I think a lot of people don't have a place to feel like they are. And especially if you're somebody who's interested in talking about things that might have more um, vulnerability to them or more discomfort or more truth or more rawness or more wackiness or, you know, between the spiritual and psychological and emotional aspects of life that we really aim to create a safe space for people to do that because we're intent on sharing our version of that with transparency ourselves. So I think that's probably a really big piece of it. Yeah. And I would say that, um, most of my life has been dedicated to, as Callie said, service, I've got my private practice in Santa Monica, which is now at home with COVID. And uh, I've done workshops my whole life. I've done retreats. And there are two things I want to do with with people. Um, one is to free them from the various, the bondage um, that we're all bound in certain ways. And we're bound often by our beliefs, by our thoughts, by our feelings. And I want to bring them tools that will free them from that. And at the same time, expose people to what I consider the higher truths, to their higher self, to the love of God, to the really the beautiful things that we all should be experiencing on earth while we're here. And so I'm very driven. to do both of those things and uh, to alleviate suffering in the world. And so ultimately the payoff will be when all our listeners are levitating on clouds on a daily basis, we will know we've done our job. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And we'll all be just in, in happy, blissful peace and no more fighting or division or wars or any of that, which, you know, that would be so beautiful, but just to kind of bring it, you know, to, the present day. I mean, I think what you guys are going to do and what you are doing is so needed right now. And there's a lot of us out there. I've, I've found even just in conversations with people in, you know, Starbucks or coffee shops, like people do want to explore that piece of themselves they do. and they, they might not admit it right away, but when, if it comes up, you know, 
they people want to talk about it. And so I think it's important, you know, what you guys are doing. And also like this year, I mean, I have to ask you, you know, you've had to change your business model a little bit, Steve, right? Yep. For what's been going Absolutely. on with the pandemic and you know, people are freaking out. Our our mental health is not in the best place Absolutely. for a lot of us. You know, we're dealing with anxiety and depression and all of those things. I mean, what do you hope to to share with people, you know, specifically during this time as we're trying to figure out what's next with this pandemic? I think that what I've tried to do with my clients over the last eight months because we're forced to be at home and we're forced to really hold a lot of difficulty, a lot of change, a lot of a lot of tragedy even. Um, I'm trying to work with my clients to make their present moment, which I think is the name of your show, to make their present moment more fruitful, more rewarding, more enriched, more deep. Um, so one of the things I've talked about is having greater gratitude that even in the midst of difficulty and tragedy and adversity, um, to know that whatever's occurring to us is also woven by the soul, that nothing is happening by accident. And depending on our reaction, that reaction is very important to understand in each of our lives, to take a look at it, to take a look at the places in you that are frightened, to take a look at the places of you that are isolating, even though we're in isolation. And then on top of that, to begin to do things like I started doing watercolor. I never did watercolors before, but I started doing that. Or take a look at your relationship with your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your dogs. Are you being loving enough? Can you be more present? Can you be more aware? Can you listen more deeply? These are the things that I'm working on, taking the moment, taking the days we're in, deepening them and bringing more presence to them. Yeah, I think and, it's, I'm sorry, go ahead, Diane. I was going to say, um, what What do you think about that, Callie? What are you doing? I did paint by numbers and it didn't go well. <laughs> so I, I applaud you for drawing watercolors. I bought this massive paint by numbers thing. And it just, yeah, didn't work. You know, I, um, well, I was go I'll, in answer to your question, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm living in a transitional place because I moved to up to the central Hudson Valley in um, upstate New York to take the job at Omega in February, just six weeks before COVID hit. And so I'm in a temporary sublet and I don't know a lot of, uh, people around because I haven't had the opportunity to really create that, you know, that new sense of tribe and, um, the Omega campus, uh, got, you know, um, shut down. So everything we're doing is online. So, it's been a combination of getting even deeper into my comfort with my own company, which I've always been pretty good at. I didn't know I had to go deeper. I certainly didn't want to, but here we are, um, like as Steve was referencing, we're all given exactly the situation or relationship to this weird time and space in the way that we need to. So you got to look at what's right underneath your nose and face that. So I would say I'm probably doing between working and just trying to keep a nonprofit um, alive, um, have been spending a lot more time in my personal practice. I also went to an art store about 
two months ago and bought a little watercolor set with the paints you. and the thank <laughs> you, but I've barely used it because I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm making sourdough bread and taking up guitar. You know, I really, I'd like to, it all sounds really romantic, but it's not where my big inclination has been. Um, I do think it's important to what Steve was talking about a little, um, just a bit ago too, is that a lot of these topics that he named and sort of, um, the, uh, you know, just the experiences and rides that we humans have, um, have always been going on since the beginning of humanity. Right. And every human has their own story and all the narratives that they have to deal with and experiences and situations that get thrown at them or that you're higher, some, some would believe as we do that your higher self creates for you. But I also think what's challenging or magical, depending on how you look at it with COVID is that now it's a collective sort of dark night of the soul reckoning that most people on the globe are experiencing at the exact same time. So I think there's an extra energy and magnitude and power in everybody going deeper, being more introspective, getting quieter, I know Steve's referred to it as like a big collective timeout that's sort of being put on all of us. And so while anybody who's a seeker or has been to therapy or has created some sort of a spiritual practice or curiosity um, was doing that on their own, I think now more people are joining onto that sort of ride. And I also think that anybody who's already been doing it is intensifying it. So we're just trying to give, you know, create that space and take it to the next level and give people a safe place to do it out loud. Right. And I, I really hope people will listen to what you guys offer, because I think it is, it, it's been so interesting. Well, just over this pandemic of seeing individually how people are handling it and what they're doing. And like you're, you're saying, Steve, you know, some people were, are going within or exploring that, or, you know, maybe trying to concentrate on, on relationships and then other people are having a much harder time, uh, people that have lost their jobs. Definitely. Like we're, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat, you yes, know? Absolutely. And so that's been really, that's been really interesting. But I think what good can come of it is maybe if we do take more time, you know, like you were saying, Steve, to, you know, deal with our relationships, to kind of clean up maybe some of our internal messes that we haven't had time to really look at. Absolutely. And now we do. Um you know, that could, that could really be helpful. So, yeah, I mean, and who knows what's going to be happening in 2021, right? I mean, hopefully in the next year, this will, this will subside. Right. I don't know. Right. What do you think? <laughs> and what does subside mean? Right. What this is, is that a whole mean? new, this is a whole new reimagine and a whole new, like a big birthing or rebirthing process, I think is how a lot of people would look at it. I think something things are really going to go back. Something we talked about on our show last week. Uh, during the first few weeks of COVID, when everybody was locked down in California, um, I noticed that there were men coming out of their homes and playing ball and soccer and basketball with their kids. I had never seen these men before. <laughs> so I thought all the men had died in some kind of early war somewhere. And it was just women and women and nannies. And um, I was I, I would go down the street and I'd say it was like it was when I grew up. Mm. My dad used to play ball with us and some other dads would play football. <coughs> and there was a, a, a feeling of family that was so deeply warm and genuine. 
And I'm hoping some of these things that came out of necessity will last because people have made new and good habits and loving habits from them. Yeah, it's, right. Elizabeth Lesser, who um, was the co-founder of Omega Institute, has often referred to COVID as shaman COVID. Um, looking at it from a higher place as to, and this is not to romanticize it or to minimize the amount of pain and suffering so many people are going through in so many deep ways. So I just want to, I want to be clear on that. Um, if you're able to have the perspective or take some time or create some space from whatever your personal suffering is and look at this as sort of an opportunity that something much bigger is going on, it can be a really powerful, magical, interesting place, you know, an interesting lens through which to see things. Right. I mean, do you think that Steve, that I've, I've heard that from some other teachers that is this kind of a divine chaos that is this something that we have to go through or that we're a lesson that we need to learn? Well, from my point of view, it is, um, because it's, it's so it's absolutely global. It's universal experience. And we don't have that many universal experiences on Earth. And this one is um, profound in its depth, in the sense that there's, and for fortunate for us so far, there hasn't been tragedy. Uh, losing people, not being able to see them as they die, losing children, losing parents. It's a very profound moment. Um, I, I feel very optimistic that many of us will have taken away very important teachings about what the meaning of life is for us. Uh, also, when, we have, when we're faced with adversity, it does force us to become, some of us, to become more resilient, more patient, more listening, more loving, more compassionate. And I'm hoping that this does it for us. Because in a world of great division and a lot of uh, social media hatred, we need as much compassion and love as we possibly can muster. And I'm hoping this will kind of be a snowball moving into 2021. Mm -hmm where people will say, oh, you know what? I really got a lot out of that. I've learned mm -hmm. a lot and I want to express that in my life. Right. And take the good from the experience, right? right? I mean, don't you wish we could have a time machine and just look back and mm -hmm. see what history will, will show or what will be revealed, you know, from, from this experience? Uh, that would be great. I hope, hopefully we'll be all alive <laughs> to see it. Yeah, I also I, I think so. it's I also think it's important, though, because if you're coming from a place of wanting to hold a space of light or um, doing good in the world or wanting to reimagine things from more of a heart space, which I think is what a lot of people talk about when they talk about going into um, a more positive um, or just a, you know, just a. Yeah, I guess a more positive and sort of loving place through all of the pain and, and darkness that we've been experiencing. But I also think it's crucial to manage expectations because there's it's not like we can expect that 
um, everyone's going to be in the same place. And we all know that there's, from a place of humanity and the existent division, that there's still going to be a huge contingent of people in this country and on this planet that are not in that place and are still coming from, you know, um, another side of that. And so it's going to fall to the people that, um, the the former group, to maybe even hold more space, more hope, more light, and not look at, that as a um, from a defeatist standpoint like wow we haven't walked through this in a you know in a positive way it's it's still going to be a challenge that's very important to to think about that's interesting because it it brings me to the other question i want to ask you you know the name of the show is one soul radio and we hear (laughs) this uh (laughs) saying that we're all one and it all sounds great and just and kind of to you know, take off a little bit from what you just said, Kelly, like, yeah, we are are going through this same thing. So we are one in that sense, right? We're, we're universally on the globe. Everyone's experiencing this whole pandemic thing, you know, as an example. And, but I mean, sometimes I just have a hard time with that whole, we are one, like, are we, are we really, you know, (laughs) am I the same as, as that, which I so dislike? I don't know. You know, sometimes, or is that showing me something I need to look at myself? That other person that I so disagree with, are, am I, are we really, is that true? You know, are we really one? I don't know. Sometimes it just sounds so trite to say that. Mm-hmm. It, it, you, you want to say something, Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> it's, an, it's an experience. It's a spiritual experience. And the experience that um, I can speak to from my, from my life is, and I don't have it all the time, but I have it quite often, is an experience of a very sublime, pure consciousness. And when you're in that state of pure consciousness, that pure consciousness belongs to each of us. And it's from that pure consciousness that all this diversity arises. And so all people rise from that consciousness all unique personalities rise from that consciousness. All bears and deer rise from that consciousness. Cockroaches. All of it. Ants, <laughs> right? And so you get to experience the oneness that we come from. And yet when we're in that state of multiplicity and diversity, and we don't have access, and most of us don't, it feels like, what is that? What is you saying? What, is, what are they talking about? But it's an experience of consciousness. And then it's also possible to have that consciousness be more available to you in your waking state. And so you feel a, a sense of oneness as you're moving through the world, as you're, as Jesus said, um, in the world, but not of the world. So that's also the possibility. That's how I think of it. And what I also, do you think, Kelly? I also think um, for those of us that are not on the same evolutionary track that Steve is, and I, you know, as I say that with love, because I I love his stories of his presence and consciousness. I think that um, it's really important to remember that there that we're all mirrors for each other. Um, and so I think it's a really important question that you pose about, you know, how can we all be one when there's so much discord and how in the world could that guy over there have anything to do with what I stand for? But I think if you look at it from a spiritual perspective, um, you know, one would say that we all come from source, from one beautiful, magnanimous, loving, 
non-evaluation or non-evaluatory, whatever the word is, non-evaluating, um, neutral source of light and love. And then what we spend a lot of time doing here in these human bodies is forgetting that and going through all kinds of different versions of fear and separation from our, from our source. And so we could go so deep here and I know we're getting toward the end right. of the hour, <laughs> but I think that that sort of, I think that a lot of what's happening now, what you're speaking to, and it, this is not new again, it's just magnified now because it's so intense is that, um, the person who's different from you is really just a mirror of, of maybe you needing to not you needing to check out the parts of us that haven't been as exposed or the parts that we might not love about ourselves so much. I think that I know when I'm in fear, when I'm feeling lonely or when I'm feeling like my life's too small or not important enough, or I'm not doing enough great work, or am I going to live through COVID or what's going to happen to my parents? It's me forgetting my relationship with a higher, with my higher power. And so, um, you know, I just think that part of the work and the things that we even want to encourage people to do and the actionable steps that we're going to offer on each of our shows is also to help people remember to keep coming back to that, to try to get to that higher place. You know, and again, I'm saying this as somebody who's actively in it all the time. I have hardly come close to mastering any of this, but it's um, an active pursuit. And that's why they call it a practice is to try right. to remember all of this. Right, right. No, it's so true. And we're all we're all in that, in this place together, you know, just trying to like Ram Dass would say, one of my favorite teachers, mm -hmm. you know, walking each other home. Mm -hmm. And then you, you look and see, wow, how can we go from so divided as we are right now to maybe, you know, somehow coming together, you know, all for the common good, because when you really distill it, we all want the same things, right? Happiness, peace, you know, security, right. mm -hmm. whatever all the Maslow's needs are, um, <laughs> you know, all things. So we're, we're hoping to go in that direction. So, and it is, it's a struggle. Like I, I find myself in the, in the same place, you know, always trying to pull myself back. And it's funny, like one of the reasons that I even named this show be present, because believe me, all the good names are taken. <laughs> I, I went, I went through everything. I had sheets and sheets of stuff. I'm going to call it this. Now I'm going to call it this. And because I, I'm always, I always find myself like looking ahead, you know, like, oh, what else can I do? I'm not doing the right thing. I need to do this and this. And it's kind of a reminder to myself, okay, let me just do this right now and worry about being where I am and trying to, to deal with that, you know, cause that's really all we can control is that one moment. It's so, so it's kind true. of just a, a reminder, you know, to myself. So true, <laughs> Diane. Right. So we have just five minutes. I mean, I had so many other things that I wanted to, to jump into, but I guess we could say, you know, what. What do you um, hope, you know, for the next, for the next year, like what you're going to be working on, you know, collectively and individually, like what are your hopes for the coming year as we wrap this one up? That's so beautiful, Diane, yeah, to that's think a beautiful about question. that. Uh, well, I'm hoping my watercolors get better and better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I definitely, I'm super excited about our show. I'm super excited about creating with Callie a spiritual community. You know, we have a wonderful uh, tech person who's going to help us with social media. And we want to create, I've wanted to create a community for a long, long time. I, I mean, I have my little community of people I work with and do workshops for. But I wanted to always create a larger community where people could feel safe, 
there could be universal truths. There would be other people who listen to them. There'd be people that they could get support from. And I think that's one of my biggest dreams. And Callie and I are doing it together. And I, I know it's one of her biggest dreams. So that's my hope going into 2021. It is. Um, it is one of my. Uh, it, it, I mean, this is my. It is my great dream <laughs> is to manifest this with you and it, and um, and for us to have just found each other, you know, and to find the right person to do this kind of work with. Given our individual experiences, it's all kind of um, culminating at this time and with this opportunity, which we have you to thank for all of it. By the way, we both want to express our gratitude to you because oh, you've been you. so supportive um, to us and you're beyond doing, you know, you're so great at what you do both behind the scenes and in front of the microphone. And so supporting and advocating for us is just another one of those. So thank you. Um, and so, yeah, I think that, uh, we're really keen on just sort of stepping into what the world needs and using what we've amassed in terms of experiences and hopefully some sense of knowledge or help to, to, um, help people and to give people, you know, more of a, a sense of a place to do that. Personally, my number one thing is to, um, be, is to heed all of this brilliant wisdom that we, uh, that I espouse to sharing with everyone else for myself to get freer, to get a little more detached from the illusions of all the things that bog me down, to get out of fear and to surrender to, um, in a, in a deeper way. That's my biggest challenge right now. My biggest desire. Well, I mean, that's, that's pretty big for 2021. <laughs> that's a lot. Thank you. you and know? good night, everybody. Yeah. How can we, how can we wrap that up, you know, af after that, but it, it's so great to have you guys as part of our little family here on unity online radio and being able to build the audience and, and the family. And it's so needed, you know, both of your voices are, are so needed because we need that non-judgmental place to be able to explore our spirituality and push away the fear and build ourselves up and all of those things. So it's, it's so wonderful. So we have to drive people to your sites. Like, uh, can we send people to one soul radio? Is that the best place? Yes, it is. And you're also on Facebook. You're on Instagram. Steve, you're online too. And so is Callie. So people, check them out. Check out the show Thursdays here on unityonlineradio.org. And thank you guys for being on my show. I appreciate it. Such a great honor. Thank you. With gratitude, thank you so really. And we appreciate all your help and all your love. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.